Friends, a very warm welcome this evening to our Carols by Candlelight service. If you are new or visiting here, my name is Mark and I'm the senior pastor here at St. Paul's and we just give you a really warm welcome to our service. Just uh, a couple of things to help it go smoothly. Um, One is that there'll be no interruption or notices or directions throughout the service. Uh, You should have been given a service sheet as you came in. Uh, The ones that say choir are obviously just the choir. All the other ones we stand for as the choir stand uh, to sing together. Uh, Second thing is at the end of the service, um, uh, every Christmas at St. Paul's, we give all the collections away uh, to uh, some area in need around the world. And uh, this year you'll see a picture of Chico. I don't know if we can get... There she is, there's Chico um, uh, on the... uh, screen there, and uh, Chica is um, 14 years old, and um, she lived in a family who were suffering from extreme poverty. Such was their poverty that Chica's father actually sold her to a bar owner um, who said he would employ her, but he didn't employ her to operate the bar, as you can imagine. Um, Chica actually escaped, and... uh, was rescued by uh, the, some of the workers from Tear Fund, and she now has a job, which you can see. She uh, sews for a living, and she has enough now to live on and support her family. And um, the retiring collection, and if you give it tax efficiently, every bit of tax we can get back as well, will all go to rescue children like Chica this uh, Christmas. So... What a, I just think what a lovely thing when we sit down for Christmas lunch uh, next Sunday that we can have not only exchange gifts to one another but that we might actually have enabled the freedom of several children together as we give today. So please at the end give generously to that um, and we'll ensure that the money gets off uh, before as much as we can before Christmas and of course we'll count everything over Christmas as well and immediately after that. But let's remind ourselves about this evening and what we've come to do. You know, every Christmas we remember that we come again to hear the story of Christmas. The story of the journey to Bethlehem. The song of the angels. The surprise of the shepherds and their joy as they found Jesus in a manger. But lest we forget that he was born to poverty, we remember today all who are hungry or cold. And lest we forget he became a refugee, we remember the stranger and the lonely among us. And lest we forget he suffered pain and hurt in life and death, We remember together those who are ill or anxious or bereaved. Let's just for a moment hold in our prayers those who are in our hearts in those situations. And because we know he came for our salvation... Let us in heart and mind go once again to Bethlehem to hear the message of the angels and worship 
together afresh the Son of God. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fueled for the fire. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen.
the birth of Jesus the Messiah. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth 
in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for for the baby to be born, and he gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
the shepherds and the angels. That night, some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognise him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to all whom God favours. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God for what the angels had told them and because they had seen the child just as the angel had said.
visitors from the east. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod.
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life.
In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Christ is supreme. 
Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. Wow. That was terrific, wasn't it, so far? Thank you to the choir and to the musicians and for all that you have given this evening to make it so wonderful. I wonder if you're now, you've got to by now be feeling Christmassy. Are you? You are. That's marvellous. I I, I think there, there is a point, isn't there, where we're not and then we are. That is very true. I was driving up motorway on Friday uh, to uh, pick my son up from Nottingham, and it was snowing. And I thought, oh, now it feels as though Christmas should be here. And so you begin to feel a little bit Christmassy. I was listening to somebody, was, I was in a shop this week, I was listening to someone speak, they were in front of me in the queue, and they were telling their friend, they said, you know, Christmas has just crept up on me this year. And I was thinking, well, it's the same date every year. I'm not quite sure how that can happen, really. And, you know, we do expect it to happen on the 25th of December every year. And the shops are full of things that relate to Christmas from September. So I'm not quite sure how it could creep up on us. Um, I, I, I'd love you to watch. I was sent a little clip this week which just made me laugh. And I thought, you know... Not everything at Christmas goes quite right, does it? It doesn't always go quite right. We always try and make it go quite right, and it doesn't go quite right. And actually, it's the things that don't go quite right that we remember, isn't it? They're the the things that we look back on, you know. Do you remember when you crashed the car, or whatever it might be that we look back on? Do you remember those things? Okay. Things don't always go quite right. Here's one that a proud father will at some point recap to his daughter.
There's, there's nothing like that sort of thing, is there, to wheel it out probably Christmas after Christmas. And I'd just love to be her father on her wedding day and put that up on the screen. That'd be great, wouldn't it? We, we love this time of year because we love gathering with our friends and our families. We like getting together with those that we know and love. We, it, it's, it's a terrific thing, isn't it, to, to gather together. We, we spend time out trying to buy the right present for the right person. And will they like this? Won't they like this? It's for, for lots of uh, husbands, uh, it's one of the most stressful times of the year, isn't it? You're never quite sure what to get and... Is this going to be right? Isn't that going to be right? You know, I sent, I sent my wife this year a text about a month ago. I was just beginning to think of Christmas and I thought, I'm not sure I can cope with the strain again. So I sent her a text and I said, darling, how about we buy a present together for both of us? And suggested what it might be. She sent a text back and she said, that's such a lovely idea. Result. That was terrific, wasn't it? Eh? So we still haven't been out to buy it yet. I have kept saying, but she won't come with me, but go out to buy it. It's the time of year. It is the time of year when it's like a sport. I like to go into Ealing Broadway and just stand at the edge of the women's underwear department. <laughs> I think some people think I'm a bit weird when I do it. But just watching the men walking around going, I got no idea. And what size? Oh my word, if I get the wrong size, I'll be in trouble. If it's too big, life won't be worth living. You know, that whole sort of process that they go through is great fun. Uh, seeing them trying to describe to some of the assistants what size they think their wife is. But that lady there is about the right. <laughs> I wonder if you've finished your Christmas cards yet. Have you, how many people haven't finished their Christmas cards? Yeah, well done. Well done. You know, yeah, it's always, isn't it? I, 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 we, we haven't finished ours yet. The last posting date has gone. It's passed now. So we, na- we now reckon there's a clear run into the post office. Now's the time to post them. Uh, but I, I, then, I then start worrying as I'm writing them, you know, because people are sending them. Some people are so organized. They send them so early. Uh, and I worry then that they're going to get a card from us thinking they're only sending us a card because we sent them a card. And I'm thinking, they're, they're not really they're on our list anyway. You know, We've got this, this thing. And I, 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 thought, I thought I'd nearly finished. I, I, wrote, I wrote quite a lot of them, and I left some for my Lynn's to write. And then she said to me, so what did you send to Santa? No. Did you send to Santa? No. Did you write Santa? No. Oh, well, I didn't add to the list, darling. I just did the list, you know. I, I can't be... Th- can't be responsible for adding to it as well. I mean, that takes thought. I, I'm not capable of that when it comes to it. Just give me a job to do and I'll do the job, you know, that sort of thing. I wonder what you're most looking forward to. Um, maybe there's a film that you're looking forward to watching. Maybe you're hoping that you'll get the DVD set of Downton Abbey. Or you want to get um, Inception or some other uh, uh, action movie. Perhaps you're looking forward to going to the theatre with your family or having family back at home. Every year, every year we look forward to having the family back at home with us. And um, I just checked actually, I was the last person to come back to my my big girl and she's just arrived back. So that's very good. She's in one of the back seats because she was late, obviously. Takes after her mummy. So we're, 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 we've regathered. It's a really special time, isn't it? 
when you regather as a family. You gather together and you celebrate what goes on. Uh, We've got a theme this year. We've put on our services and we've called it the in crowd. That's the crowd that gathered at the inn when Jesus was born. But it's also the crowd that's invited to gather and be part of the in crowd. And um, I don't know how many of you have been watching the series Frozen Planet by David Attenborough. Well, he's narrated it. It's not by him, obviously, but he's narrated it. I, I, I just think it's such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful series. I love it. I love it. I've, I, you know, I, do it on my, I downloaded it on my iPlayer and just kept watching it on my laptop. One, 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 of my, one of my children looked at me the other day and I was watching it. They said, are you, are you watching that Frozen thing again? I said, yes. And then they gave me one of those looks that only a teenager can give, you know. It's like, you're so sad. One of those looks. It was one of those looks that said, you're so lucky to be living in the same house as me. But I hope people don't know that we're related looks. Do you, do you ever have anybody else experienced any of those looks? Do you experience? Yes, we have one of those. Anyway, that's what I got. I got one of those looks. But I, I love it. I love watching it. And I'd like you to watch this, this clip. It lasts for five minutes. Okay, but it's worth seeing. And um, it's just an excuse, really, to show you something from the frozen planet. But it, it's, 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 it's true. It's true. It's just an excuse. But it's about gathering. And this is the thing, the male penguins, the male penguins, they've gone and they've built the nests. They've arrived early. (laughs) And they've built the nests. And it's worth watching the first bit of it as well, because there's a little thief in that bit. But they they built the nest and they spent all this time on the nest, building it and making it look nice. And finally, the women turn up. Watch this for five minutes. One thousand miles further south, on the edge of the Antarctic continent, the sea ice is only just starting to break. But the Adelie penguins' activities are certainly warming up. The males have now finished their nests, by fair means or foul, and the females are finally returning, just as the weather is improving. Now their courtship can begin. are laid and the females leave the job of incubating them to the males while they go fishing out on the fragmenting sea ice. Killer whales. 
It's teamwork that makes killer whales so dangerous. And this is a big team. There's no real need for the penguins to be alarmed. These killer whales are a kind that only eats fish. Rising out is simply the best way for the whales to work out which cracks lead towards the coast and better fishing. of Adelis steps forth into the short Antarctic spring to be nurtured by industrious parents who've taken great risks to give their young a head start. They will need to grow fast if they are to fledge and leave before the freeze sets in again. It's a battle they will win or lose over the approaching summer. It's absolutely great, that series. But this is the thing, it's about gathering together. It was about the male penguins waiting for the female penguins and then working together. The importance of being together, the importance of being uh, included. We love to be included, don't we? We love to be invited to something. I was invited, uh, we were invited uh, on uh, Friday, just gone, to the wedding of a friend and to go and see her married. Terrific to be included in the invitation. Uh, we love it if someone sends us an invitation to be included, don't we, in a, a party or a gathering or a supper or whatever it might be. We love to be included. In fact, we dress to be included and we speak to be included and we behave to be included. Inclusion is a really important thing, to be part of the crowd. 
And, and, and at that first Christmas, that when Jesus was first born, there were certain people that were included. There were shepherds that were included and, and angels that were included and kings that were included. There were uh, innkeepers that were included. And I guess there were lots of people that came to celebrate the birth of that baby. And the whole point of Christmas is that Jesus wants to invite every single one of us. He wants to include us. He wants us to be in the in crowd. He wants to invite us to be at the inn, as it were. And we, at Christmas we remember that God sent his only son to invite and connect with us, to give each one of us an opportunity to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. At the heart of the Christmas story is God's invitation to you and to me to be included. He wants us to be part of his story. Part of the story that involves him being part of our lives. Some people um, worry about the Christian message saying, well, it's such a simple message. How can it be the profound answer to the world's problems? But, but I actually think that the answer to the world's problems is a simple answer. Those that have would share with those who don't have, that we would care for those around us first and before we care for ourselves. And if we could just get that right, Jesus put it this way, he says, this is what we're to do, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength, and to love our neighbours as ourselves. If we just loved our neighbours as ourselves, this world would be a completely different uh, place to live in. And that's what the Christmas story is all about. It's about a journey of invitation and inclusion in a Christian family, a worldwide family that's seeking to bring that message around the world. And he sends out that invitation in the form of Jesus Christ, the invitation to come and belong to him. And he invites us to respond to that invitation, which is what we do to any invitation, isn't it? We respond with a yes or a no. And if we respond to the invitation that he gives to us at Christmas, the invitation to be part of the in crowd, then if we do that, then the characteristics of those who were there at that first Christmas will be part of your life as they're part of mine. We'll know an inner peace that goes beyond anything here on earth. We'll, we'll know something rooted in our life that will bring peace despite external circumstances. We'll know a deep down joy because there'll be something of God's love bubbling up inside us. You'll know acceptance because you'll be included in a worldwide family of God. And the invitation he gives to us to be included in this in crowd, the invitation that went out 2,000 years ago, it still has an RSVP on it for each and every one of us. Would you come, he says. Would you come and allow me to be part of your life? I want to uh, encourage you just for two minutes to listen to an interview. Chris, one of the assistant pastors here, is going to interview uh, Sharon, who's just done uh, the Alpha course here. And um, we're going to hear her story just for a couple of minutes. Thanks, guys. 
Sharon, it's great to welcome you up here. Just to let you know, for those of you who don't know what Alpha is, it's um, an introduction course to the Christian faith. It's a place to come and have great food, listen to an interesting talk, and ask the questions you've always wanted to ask about Alpha. And we ran Alpha last term here at St. Paul's, um, and Sharon came on Alpha. And Sharon, tell us, oh, I'll fall off the step, tell us um, why you came on Alpha. Well, I've been, I've been in a church for a while, and um, I've seen them advertising the Alpha course, and I thought, oh, there's some of the questions I'd like to be, you know, that I would like to have answered. And I thought, why not just give it a go? And that's what I did. Fantastic. So you were around St. Paul's for a little while, um, and then you felt like, actually, I've got loads of questions. I want to kind of put this together. So what happened for you when you came and did Alpha? Well, a part of um, the first day when I got here, I mean, there was great informative talks about different subjects. And um, we um, got together in our groups and we just spoke about it and it was great just to um, find out answers, how other people perceive things, how other people perceived um, their answers. But there was no right or wrong answer, really. Great. So in the groups, you had time to discuss and kind of ask those questions. And you, you said to me before that, Every week you came with a question and you found that question was answered when you came on the week. So was there a key moment for you on Alpha that kind of really changed? Uh I think we're all over back. Sharon, tell us again. <laughs> okay, we went on a Holy Spirit day. We few churches came together and um, we just spoke about the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit, um, what, is the, what does the Holy Spirit do for you and yes and um, we prayed, we had the opportunity to pray afterwards and I just asked the Lord you know, to come, the Holy Spirit come and he did and I felt this ever so calmness and peace within me and it's been fantastic since. That's wonderful, that's wonderful. So that day It's back. One last question. Hopefully the microphone will ask. Sharon, what, what's been the change for you on Alpha, since Alpha? Um, it's transformed my life, absolutely. Everything I do now, I think about um, the Lord and I share with all my friends and family. I think we give up on that. Uh, well, shall we? Thank you. Chris is going to um, be at a table at the back afterwards, and uh, maybe Sharon will be with him, uh, just advertising the Alpha course. And if you would like to consider responding to the invitation that is given at Christmas to be included in that in crowd, we'd love to invite you to come along and explore a little bit more about what that means um, by doing the Alpha course with us here at St. Paul's. Um, I want to just finish by saying thank you for coming this evening. Um, we love it when uh, we can gather together and celebrate something as significant as this. Um, in your uh, service sheets as you came in, you were given a little card which advertises our other Christmas services. You're welcome to all of those. Please come and participate, participate in those and enjoy what we have on here this rest of this Christmas time. But just let me finish with a prayer, can I? Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the invitation to be included in the in crowd. 
Help each of us, Lord, to say yes to you this year. And as we do so, to know more of your peace and joy and love and acceptance. And we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. We're going to um, finish with our last carol. And then um, I'll give a blessing. And there's a retiring collection at the back. But please don't rush off. There's mulled wine and and, uh, other drinks out the back afterwards. Some mince pies. And we'd love you to stay. We'd love to get to know you a bit better and say hello before you go this evening. Let's stand, shall we, together.
And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this Christmas time. May you know the joy of the angels. May you know the surprise of the shepherds. And may you know the peace of the Christ child in your life, in your home, and in every one of your relationships, now and for always. Amen. We are a community. Why don't we turn and say hi to those around us? Thank you again to the choir and to our wonderful musicians. Thank you, guys.